from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here on Catholic Radio. Sorry about that. Another connection this morning, but we are ready to go this morning. It is a Tuesday, June 30th. we got a great show in store for you. Adam Story coming up here very soon, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Joseph Heschmeyer going to be coming on at 7.15 today, author of Who Am I, Lord? Um, he's going to be on uh, to talk about his new book. Uh, it, you, this is really good in, in life of yesterday's gospel when Jesus asks, who do people say that I am? So we'll have uh, Joseph Heschmeyer coming up at 7.15 today. Gene Wells, host of Straight Talk, going to be coming up at 7.40 today. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports weather straight from the desk of Channel 13. Meteorologist Megan Sawa and your saint of the day coming up all here on this Tuesday, June 30th, last day of June. Let's do it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Well, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy, well, the final day of June. Hard to believe we're going to start the month of July tomorrow, and you're up in Wisconsin, parish mission going on, first one of the uh, since the pandemic, so a lot going on here on this uh, Tuesday. This will be the uh, last evening tonight. Yes, indeed. Uh, everything going well after uh, night two? Uh, please tell me that you uh, put on a brewer's mask uh, to uh, cover your mouth instead of the Cubs, but, uh, just to, you know, be amongst the people that there are Brewers fans there in Wisconsin. Yeah, we still got the Cubs one going on, but uh, it, there was a slight increase of people, which was a good thing last night. Um, just over 50 people, and <laughs> it was nice. It was, you know, again, it's it's kind of strange getting back into it like this, but uh, slowly but surely, it was, it was good. That's great. Well, we've got uh, warm weather, which means... <clears throat> Corn, uh, sweet corn uh, is uh, getting ready, getting ready. That's why you see this hot weather. I kind of like this. It's a little, little hard to work softball on, on some of the evenings, but I know we've got uh, something at the end, and that's sweet corn coming. I'll take it all day, every day. Huh? I, fig- 
I figured as much. <laughs> All right, well, let's get right to it this morning from the WHO TV uh, 13 Weather Desk. Meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studios. We have uh, mostly sunny skies. It'll be warm and muggy right now. 74 degrees is our temperature. East southeast winds at seven miles per hour. The humidity up there at 93 percent. Again, today we will see a mix of clouds and some sun. Warm and breezy. A high of 86 degrees. Southeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. We, we are seeing right now stray storms in southeast Iowa, and they could clip the uh, eastern part of uh, the Polk County area later on today. Tonight, mostly cloudy. We'll see scattered showers and thunderstorms overnight, a low of 72 degrees. And tomorrow, scattered storms possible, a high of 87 degrees for your Wednesday. Thursday, back to sunny, hot, and humid, high of 9 degrees. Friday will be the same. And on the 4th of July, sunny, hot, and humid, highs in the lower 90s. So that'll be that the case uh, this weekend. Well, in the news, on this uh, Tuesday morning, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has signed into law a 24-hour waiting period for any woman who wanted an abortion. The governor released a statement yesterday that stands up for the sanctity of life. The amendment requires women to wait 24 hours before getting an abortion, preventing the patient from receiving the procedure during their initial appointment. It also requires patients to view an, an ultrasound of the fetus and receive adoption information. The law goes into effect tomorrow. That's uh, July 1st. Planned Parenthood and the ACLU officials announced they have filed a lawsuit in state court last week. Today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Last night, the Dowling baseball and softball teams were on the road. In the softball contest, number two, Waukee, continued their undefeated streak as they are now 14-0 as the Waukee Warriors swept the doubleheader from Dowling Catholic uh, by scores of 10-0 in six innings and by the score of 7-2. The Maroons fall to 6-8 in the softball season. And over in the baseball field, the Dowling baseball team newly ranked number one in the state in Class 4A yesterday, and they sweep a doubleheader header from 5th rank Waukee by scores of 5 to 4 and 5 nothing. The Maroons are now 13 and 1 on the season and we have a highlight clip from last night's baseball game. Here comes these. Let's that's in between short and third I'll go for a base hit and an RBI. For Charlie Corral and Kimberly comes to score. The Dallas Catholic Maroons are off to a quick 2 to nothing lead. And that is uh, Joe Stacy on the call last night for Iowa Catholic Radio as a number one Dowling baseball team proves this record of 13-1. And uh, the Maroons uh, pitcher Connor Cox in that second game, com- a complete game win uh, and shutout. Uh, up next for the Dowling baseball and softball teams, they travel to Urbandale tomorrow night for doubleheaders beginning at 5 o'clock. And that baseball matchup will be number one Dowling against the defending champs and ranked number three, the Urbandale uh, Jayhawk, in the baseball contest. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have uh, 74 degrees under mostly sunny skies, very warm and muggy out there with east-southeast winds at 7 miles per hour, that humidity up there at 93% this morning. And today we'll see a mix of clouds and sun, warm and breezy, a high of 86 degrees here in central Iowa, southeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio, news, weather, and sports on your Tuesday morning. John Leonetti Show, coming up Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning track report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. 
Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Going to start things off accident-free. 235 looks good as you're heading into downtown from the west and east. Spencer uh, running about seven minutes. Things are running slow, though, as you're headed westbound on 8035 as you get there around the Grimes exit where they're doing all the construction. So a bit of a slow go in that area. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, sir. Let's go to Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, John. Uh, in light of the Louisiana abortion law being overturned yesterday, let's talk about life uh, for this segment. Life in, in, through the Catholic Church's lens. Why is the Catholic Church, people have asked this before, why are they so obsessed with life issues from the moment of conception until natural death? Yeah, you know, I think that that's a great question, and it's, it's. I mean, the Church's teaching on an ethic of, of life is all built upon the fact that, that every one of us, uh, every one of us created, we're created in the image and likeness of God. We have this uh, incredible dignity, this incredible value and worth um, as children of God, and, and, you know, that's not something that comes from being useful. It's not something that comes from being accomplished, from contributing society uh, to society, but it's just, it's stamped into us. It's built into our very being. Uh, and that goodness, uh, you know, that goodness is built into us body and soul. And, you know, uh, at times we can neglect either side of that, but the church has always affirmed that, that no, no, every human person created in the image and likeness of God, has a worth, a dignity, a value uh, that's beyond anything that they do, it's beyond anything they accomplish, beyond, you know, the length of their life or anything like that. Uh, And it's just stamped within us out of the great generosity and and love of God. You may have heard the phrase, friends, uh, you just think you're God's gift to the world. Maybe you've been uh, told that before. Uh, The proper answer, or, or clap back to that uh, phrase is yes, indeed, because we are every human life is God's gift to the world, and 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 I want you to speak on this because God, he he didn't have to create us. You know, God doesn't need humanity. He doesn't need the world. He doesn't need the universe. He doesn't need any of this. He's still God without all of it. He's omnipotent. Aquinas says one of his attributes, all powerful, but yet here we are. Look around. Everything is still here. God still gifts life. And so at the at the heart of it, I think of the Catholic Church, Adam, is is that is that life is pure gift, not something you and I can manipulate, not something we can coerce, not something we can uh, decide if it's valuable or not in ourselves, but life is pure gift and it's something to be protected. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it, it's pure gift, and because it's pure gift, I think the proper disposition towards towards life, our own life, and and the lives around us is is stewardship. You know, if you are given a gift, you care for it in a different way than if it's, you know, this is my achievement, this is what I've accomplished, this is what I've come up with. Uh, but we couldn't, you know, we can't will ourselves into existence. We can't uh, earn our way into life. You know, this is sheer gift. And so our response to that has to be, uh, first of all, gratitude, uh, first of all, gratitude, but also a stewardship, that this is, 
something that's been received and to be cared for and not something that's to be taken and manipulated. And, uh, you know, I think one of the primary temptations in our culture today is uh, an uh, out out uh, expanded sense of control that we're we're just in charge of everything uh, we run everything uh, but we're not called to control everything we're called to receive everything as a gift uh, and that's a really different disposition well it's a disposition that I think we as a Catholic Church have to continue to um, uh, not not just you know live but to proclaim and and especially in the world we live in today because it's going to be more difficult more <laughs> tougher and tougher right now to be able to uh, proclaim this, and especially when it comes to human life beginning. Um, it comes to the unborn. And I want you to speak on this for a second, because right now, of course, coming off of the decision yesterday in the Louisiana abortion law, that life, when it comes into the world, uh, pregnancy, all of it, it is something to be safeguarded and protected above all this right here in its most vulnerable position is where we have to go as a Catholic church and have to rise up to be able to say enough is enough. This child matters. Absolutely. You know, I think, and I think it's true that a society can be judged by how it treats its most vulnerable. Uh, and in our society, certainly the unborn uh, are, are the most vulnerable, but along with that, we can talk about um, the elderly. We can talk about, uh, those with physical or mental disabilities. We can talk about those who we feel like might not be contributing uh, in the way that we want them to. How do we treat the vulnerable among us? Do we recognize them as being just as much of a gift as anyone else? And, you know, I think it goes to uh, Pope Francis's throwaway culture. I think that's the best image uh, for the environment we live in is a throwaway culture. And how do we overcome that and how do we address that? I think that's kind of the question for our time for Catholics is how are we going to respond and heal in the midst of a throwaway culture? It could be easy for us, friends, to sit back and, uh, you know, throw words out a lot of times. You know, the, the most vulnerable is is you know, something that we can say and then really not put into practice. And as you said, Adam, this is something, uh, a good time for us to be able to really reevaluate that, especially as a Catholic church, uh, a church ourselves, and to say, you know, where are we going to go to be able to start protecting it? And how are we going to uh, start implementing that in our life as well? Uh, Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Anything coming up here soon? Uh, you know, right now we're still uh, we're still working towards meeting in person for a lot of our programs, but uh, we're getting there. It's ha there's patience that's necessary, but we're getting there. All right. Talk to you soon, brother. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks a lot. All right. Coming up right after this, Joseph Heschmeyer, author of Who Am I, Lord? Finding Your Identity in Christ Jesus. We'll have him on coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Leonetti in the morning right here on this Tuesday, June 30th. Thanks for being a part of the show today. And a thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show, a Catholic veteran-owned family with a wide range of high-quality hardscape services, including paver patios, sidewalks, retaining walls, premium boulder walls, window wells, and more passionate about their work. FiveSonsNaturescapes.com, 493-1060, FiveSonsNaturescapes.com.
Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one, one child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral home and crematory for underwriting christ is the answer losing a loved one as we know is never easy and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times but caldwell parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith caldwell parish funeral home and crematory is des moines only catholic owned and operated funeral home the number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com the catholic tuition organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Amazon Smile is a simple way to support Iowa Catholic Radio. When you are shopping on Amazon, consider shopping through Amazon Smile instead. When you do, you get all the same great deals, and your order will also help support Iowa Catholic Radio. All you need to do is choose Iowa Catholic Radio as your nonprofit to support when you first log in, and Amazon will do the rest. Every Amazon Smile order you make, Amazon will donate to Iowa Catholic Radio. Support Iowa Catholic Radio while you shop at smile.amazon.com. And thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for coming on, friend. It's John Leonetti in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today outside of the Mercy One studio here in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, in the third evening of the mission tonight. Yes, indeed, we are back, uh, at least for the, the time being. Uh, for the next, let's see, few months, I will not be traveling. But um, this parish is celebrating its 50th anniversary and uh, was invited to be here in April. And, of course, we had to move it back with everything. And we had 50 people last night and a couple hundred more that joined us via live stream. So it was good. It was different, but it was good. Thanks for your prayers this morning. Uh, let's go to our next guest of the day, author of Who Am I, Lord? Finding Your Identity in Christ. Joseph Heschmeyer is, I believe, on the line. Joseph, you there? John, he is not there. We have wrong numbers, so we'll try to trace him down. All right, we're we're still trying to get him on. Who Am I, Lord, is the the title of the book. I'll move my uh, 745 segment to here, and uh, and while we're working on getting uh, Joseph on, 10 Invigorating Jose Maria 
uh, Escriva quotes to navigate your daily pursuit to a virtuous life. Uh, you know, I love the saints. You know, I love the quotes. You know, I love the saint quotes. And here we are, a founder of Opus Dei. If you don't have a, a devotion to St. Jose Maria Escriva, this might be one that can set fire to your soul because I'll tell you what. This guy was something, and he's something that uh, has helped me, I know, canonized in 2002 by St. John Paul II. Um, I'm going to give you a, a few quotes because I think these are good for our times right now. Uh, number one, I think this is really probably the best one. I'm just going to lead off with it. St. Jose Maria Escriva said, you're bored? That's because you keep your senses awake and your soul asleep. You're bored? That's because you keep your senses awake and your soul asleep. Number two, let us work. Let us work a lot and work well without forgetting that prayer is our best weapon. That is why I will never tire of repeating that we have to be contemplative souls in the middle of the world who try to convert their work into prayer. You know, if, if you've um, read the work of Opus Dei and St. Jose Maria Escriva, you know that he was big on work, but also sanctifying our work. In the work that we do in the world. And it can be easy for us, friends, I think a lot of times to be able to think, well, you know, I, I can't be a saint. Uh, I, I've got this project due on uh, Thursday. I've got this that I'm doing right now. I've, I've got to, um, you know, make sure that this is done. I've got a family. I've got all these responsibilities. Really, the mark of St. Jose Maria Escriva in, in Opus Dei was to be able to sanctify everything that we do in our world today wasn't to see all of those things as distractions or to see all of those things as kind of getting in the way of holiness, but to sanctify him, to make him holy. And so when he says, you know, let us work, let us work a lot and work well without forgetting that prayer is our best weapon in the middle of the world, contemplative souls who try to convert their work into prayer. What he's saying is it's time now we sanctify the work that we do today. He says, number three, to reform every day a little. Reform every day a little. This has to be your constant task if you really want to become a saint. I spoke about this last night. You know, the proper, the, the proper response, I guess you would say, to someone that asks about your conversion, if you're not Catholic, I've always thought would be today. When did you convert to the Catholic Church? Today, we don't get asked that. At least I don't, as a, a, a Catholic, you know, kind of a cradle Catholic, quote unquote, as it's told. But I, I would hope that would be the way that I would respond, because conversion is not something that just happens ten years ago. It's not something that you know happened when I kind of reverted back to the faith. Conversion happens now. Conversion takes place today. This is something that. St. Jose Maria Escriva knew all too well. Our constant task is to become a saint. Our constant task is to convert. Number four, I thought this was really good. Place on your desk, in your room, in your wallet, a picture of Our Lady, and look at it when you begin your work, while you are doing it, and when you finish it. She will obtain, I assure you, the strength for you to turn your task into a loving dialogue with God. And finally, if you have so many defects, why are you surprised to find defects in others? I think that's a good one for today. Take the uh, the log out of our own eye, as it said, when we're looking for the splinter in others. 
We got Joseph on the line right now, author of Who Am I, Lord? Joseph Heschmeyer. Hey, Joseph. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for coming on. Uh, this is a, a big question, especially in light of yesterday's gospel, at least, when Jesus asks, who do people say that I am? Yeah, exactly. I feel like this interview is very timely because um, Jesus, he, he takes the disciples up to Caesarea Philippi, and he doesn't say, what do you think of my teaching? He says, who do people say that I am? And then he says, who do you say that I am? That It's this question of identity is critical in Christianity. Uh, there's a great line Bishop Barron has where he talks about this really distinguishing Christianity from every other religion, that most other religions or even philosophies and, and ways of life and all that, they're saying, well, our founder taught this and that and the other thing, and we have all that. Much more important than, you know, Jesus taught us to love one another is Jesus is Lord. Like, Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. Jesus is God-made man. Like, it's all about not just what Jesus said, but who he is. And if you understand who he is, then you get why what he said, what he taught, matters so much. So identity is, is huge. Um, and it, it's not just yeah. huge in terms of knowing who Jesus is. I think it's huge in terms of knowing who we are as well. Well, you know, in, in our world today, obviously, identity politics is everything. Um, you know, we are the R or the D next to our name, you know, in, in politics, or we are this, we are that. We, we try to identify ourselves in so many different ways. And what you're saying is, is let's, let's move back even further, that who we are is sons and daughters of the Father, who we are, brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's timely <laughs> we're having this conversation, not just because of yesterday's gospel, but because of what's going on in the world right now. So in the book, I argue, we're, we're hungry for a sense of identity. We're hungry for a sense of who we are, and we're not finding it. And so we're settling on things that are really unsatisfactory, that I am my race, or I am my gender, or I am my sexual orientation. And that's ultimately, when we talk about identity politics, that's kind of what we're talking about. Uh, there's a political scientist by the name of Francis Fukuyama, who said that identity politics has become a master concept that explains much of what's going on in the global affairs. So, in other words, if you want to understand what's going on in the world, uh, one major thing you have to know is people are hungry for identity. They're not getting good answers to the question, and so they're settling for bad answers to the question. So I think that, coupled with this scene at Caesarea Philippi with Jesus, should lead us to ask, well, who, who are we then? And what's a better way? And like you said, knowing that we're sons and daughters of the Father, like that is obviously a better, richer, more meaningful identity than this is the color of my skin or this is the country I was born in or any of those things um, by comparison are, are of much less importance. Yeah, and it's not to say any of those things are bad in of themselves. Of course not. I mean, I'm, I'm Italian. I love that. But at the same time, you know, and, and I love learning about it, you know, my history and all of it, but at the same time, that for all of us, if we're going to get to, I think, peace in our world today, we have to realize that we are sons and daughters of the Father, that we all come from the same God, and this is, this is where we operate. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think the critical way to do that is really just to focus on Christ's identity, as counterintuitive as that sounds, right? Like, we want to know who we are, and so we think we need to just do a bunch of navel-gazing but that's not right at all. Um, and we see that again, it says Rhea Philippi, right? So Simon says to Jesus, you are the Christ. And only once he gets that right, 
Only once he understands Jesus' identity does Jesus respond, and you are Peter. And so Hmm. Jesus doesn't just reveal Simon to himself as Simon. Jesus reveals Simon to himself as Peter. This whole dimension of his identity that Simon Peter could never have gotten to on his own. And so there's this realm of who you are, your personal identity and your mission, that you're totally incapable of accessing by yourself because it isn't coming from you, ultimately. It's coming from God's plans for you. So if you don't know God, if you don't know who Christ is, uh, you can't possibly know yourself fully in the same way. And it seems that this is the connection then to understanding who we are and then morality. Because if I don't understand first who I am, then I'm not going to understand how to operate in the world. Exactly. So action is rooted in identity. Like if you uh, show up at a soccer game and you don't know if you're supposed to be on one of the two teams, you don't know if you're supposed to be the ref, you don't know if you're supposed to be a person you know, watching the game, you don't know if you're supposed to be selling concessions. You don't know how to act. You don't know how to behave. You need to know some aspect of identity first. Well, the same way, like, I, I give the example in the book, uh, originally of Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton, now just Kate Middleton, that when you become royal, uh, when you take on this royal identity, your whole world changes in small ways and in large ways. Well, so it is with us. In, in recognizing that we're sons and daughters of God, that should really change how we impact uh, those around us, how we interact with the world around us. That if, if I am a son or a daughter of God, well, what are some of the things in my life that I'm doing that maybe aren't fitting with that dignity? What are some ways that I wouldn't want to see another son or daughter of God act that don't, they don't seem royal? Now I've got a good reason to act that isn't just fear-based, it's identity-based. It's who am I and, and how ought I to live because of that? And if we're going to know who we are, as you first said, and I think this is the most important point you're making in this book, we have to first know who Christ is. Yeah, exactly. And so the structure of the book, we look at four aspects of Christ's identity. So what does it mean, for instance, to say uh, that Christ is the image of God? And then uh, after we look at those four identities, we then look at four, four aspects of his identity. We look at four corresponding aspects of our identity. So if, if the question first was, what does it mean to say Christ is the image of God? Now, what does it mean to say we're made in the image of God? And so there's four kind of parallels, but with a, a similarity and a difference between his identity and our identity. So I think having them kind of side-by-side side like that will hopefully let people have a richer appreciation of themselves and who they are, but also a richer appreciation of who Christ is and what some of these things we've maybe said for years and years actually mean. Joseph Heschmeyer, uh, author of Who Am I, Lord? Finding Your Identity in Christ. Where can people get the book, brother? Uh, you can get it on OSV's website or on Amazon.com. OSV. Uh, OSVCatholicBookstore.com is the site. Otherwise, you can go to Divine Treasures. Friends, if they don't have it there, they will order it for you. Who am I, Lord? Finding your identity in Christ, Joe Heschmeyer. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate you coming. My pleasure. Wow, brother. All right. Uh, coming up here in the second half hour, Gene Wells, host of Straight Talk. Mark Amadeo with your news in sports and weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sella. Here we are on this Tuesday, last day of June, June 30th. Don't go anywhere. And a big thanks to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Dean has been a dear friend of mine for a long time and a friend of the show for a while as well. 
94 residential re-roofs, light commercial jobs. Met him on the court, the basketball court, remained friends ever since. And he wanted to support Iowa Catholic Radio, never put his name behind anything. And he's not even Catholic, but he knows the value that this Catholic radio station brings. 963-4494, residential re-roofs. Thanks, Dean. 963-4494. Father Andrew now at today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus got into a boat, his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a violent storm came up on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by waves, but he was asleep. They came and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. He said to them, Why are you terrified, O you of little faith? Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. The men were amazed and said, What sort of man is this, whom even the winds and the sea obey? The Gospel of the Lord Scripture commentators see the boat as a symbol of the church and the storm as a reality of turbulence directed against her. The disciples' cry to Jesus is a wonderful example of prayer, even though, as he says, they lack faith. Likewise, we should not hesitate to call upon Jesus, trusting he'll guide his church, including ourselves, to safe harbor. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Thank you to Bozen the Floors for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dowling Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Floors. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-7673, or visit us at bozen.com. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Uh, coming up here soon, Jean Wells will be straight talk and a preview of her show. Also on the show today, uh, let's see, you lost it. Now I got it. 10 invigorating St. Jose Maria Escriba quotes. We'll have that for you back on as well. I uh, got through about four of them. We'll get the other six here coming up here soon. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God in prayer. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Well, sir. Well, good morning again, John. Happy Tuesday to you as you uh, broadcast from Wisconsin, huh? Uh, final and night, is that right? This is the final night of the mission tonight. Yes, indeed. We had about uh, yeah, about five or six more than what we had the previous night last night. So just over 50, and it was good. Good. 
Well, that's good to hear. That's when when you start having parish missions and people gathering. That's uh, that's good. All uh, in doing the safe social distancing and uh, wearing masks. That is also very good too. Oh yeah, everything was uh, everything was very spread out, of course, and everyone had their mask. It was it was different, but it was really just. I guess you could say it was good to be back. You know, I mean, you kind of get a little emotional. When, when I was up there, it was just really neat to be able to see. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, yesterday with uh, Bobby being emotional, especially going back into church as uh, the Diocese of Des Moines opened up their, their churches for Sunday Masses, and it is a little emotional. You know, you've been watching it on uh, YouTube or on the computer or on your uh, wherever you're watching uh, Masses, uh, live streams, but uh, to actually be back, uh, very emotional, and I'm sure it has been for you. What's been different about this parish mission besides everybody wearing a mask and sitting six feet apart? Well, mostly it's the fact that most of the people are watching, you know, online, so they have everything set up there for live stream, and uh, that's probably the most difficult part because you're not able to interact as much with the people as you would like to see their reactions and stuff. But at the same time, you get a good crop of people in there, about 50 people, like we said last night, a little over that, and uh, you, you kind of get a little piece of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, safe journeys back to uh, Des Moines. I'm guessing you're coming back today, and uh, that, tomorrow that'll, that'll be good. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I got to ask you: Is there any Tonight sweet corn stands? Week. Sweet corn stands going on in uh, Wisconsin? I haven't seen any yet, but I'll tell you what: I'll stop if there is one. Would you please uh, pick up uh, uh, a baker's dozen for us? Uh, I'd appreciate that. I got some stuff in the refrigerator, but it's not Iowa sweet corn. And uh, that'll be ready next week. I've, I've been here. My sources are telling me next week we're going to see sweet corn. So, if you got any I, corn I just, at your uh, at your front step, you know where it comes from. <laughs> appreciate that, my friend. Some guy on a bike dropped it off. That's that's what I'll. There you, that's what I probably will hear from the neighbors. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, let's get right to it uh, from the WHO TV 13 Weather Desk and Meteorologist Megan Selwa. Currently this morning at the Mercy One Studios, we have 74 degrees, mostly sunny skies, and east-southeast wind at 7 miles per hour. The humidity up there at 93%. And, boy, it is sweet corn weather. A mix of clouds and sun, warm and breezy today here in central Iowa. Today's high 86 degrees with south southeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. We could see some stray storms. We are seeing that right now in southeast Iowa, and they could get up to the eastern part of uh, Polk County here later on today so be mindful of that otherwise uh, tonight we will see scattered showers and thunderstorms overnight low of 72 degrees then tomorrow scattered storms are possible throughout the day on wednesday a high of 87 degrees and then thursday friday saturday sunny sunny and hot and dry highs in the lower 90s all four days including saturday the 4th of july well in the news on this tuesday morning iowa governor kim reynolds has signed into law a 24-hour waiting period for any woman who wanted an abortion governor released a statement yesterday that stands up for the sanctity of life. The amendment requires women to wait 24 hours before getting an abortion, preventing the patient from receiving the procedure during their initial appointment. It also requires patients to view an ultrasound of the fetus and receive adoption information. Now, the law goes into effect tomorrow. That's July 1st. Planned Parenthood and ACLU officials announced they have filed a lawsuit in state court last week to block 
this law. Today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Last night, high school baseball and softball, both Dowling Catholic teams on the road at Waukee. In high school softball, it was second-ranked Waukee sweeping a doubleheader from Dowling Catholic by scores of 10 nothing in six innings, and by the score of 7-2, the Maroons fall to 6-8 and eight on the season. And last night in a game you heard, games you heard rather, on Iowa Catholic Radio, number one Dowling is there recently new, new number one team in Class 4A. They knocked off fifth-ranked Waukee by scores of 5-4 to four and 5 nothing. And we have a highlight clip from last night's baseball game. In a and that was Joe Stacy in the call as Dowling right fielder Hank Hemrick with a home run there. And Dowling pitcher Connor Cox in that second game pitched a uh, complete game shutout with a 5 nothing win. Dowling Maroons now 13-1 on the baseball season and again ranked number one in Class 4A. Uh, taking a look at the Class 4A rankings, Dowling number one, Johnson is second. Urbandale, which is Dowling's next opponent, uh, is third and they're the defending champs. Southeast Polk fourth, Ankeny fifth, Waukee is now seventh, and Ankeny Centennial has fallen to tenth. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Dowling Catholic baseball and softball teams travel to Urbandale. Both doubleheaders get underway at 5 o'clock at Urbandale High School. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have 74 degrees under mostly sunny skies. East-southeast wind at 7 miles per hour, humidity at 93%. And today we will see a mix of clouds and sun, warm and breezy, high of 86 degrees with southeast winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. We could see a stray storm here in central Iowa later in the day. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Tuesday morning. John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Things are still looking good as we are accident-free this morning. Uh, 235 uh, running smoothly. Seven minutes as you're heading into downtown from either the east or west mixer. Again, uh, just lots of construction to keep an eye out for as you are on the roads this morning. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. One of the martyrs has always been and will always be the seed of the church. Today we celebrate the first martyrs of the Church of Rome. In 64 AD, the Emperor Nero set fire to his palace to burn down a part of it so he could build an expansion. Now the fire wound up consuming a third of Rome, as many of you know. Nero, unwilling to admit his mistake, blamed Christians. Any identified Christians were then rounded up, tortured, and executed. Peter and Paul were likely part of this persecution. We do not know the numbers or the names of the Christians who died in Rome, but their example of fidelity to the gospel is inspiring. 
and instructs us to live our Christian identity outwardly as these Christians did. We ask today the first martyrs of the Church of Rome to pray for us. Amen. And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, a family man that knows how important wills in estate planning is for underwriting our saint of the day. Been in practice for 30 years, 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Coming up right after this, I'm going to finish some of those quotes of Jose Maria Escriva. I'm going to round it out with a few saints, obscure saints that maybe you've never heard of before in the month of June that we'll talk about. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for being a part of the show today. And a thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Golden Rule. Quality, not just a customer service. Commitment to the quality of workmanship and the materials used is next to none. Originally founded in 1999, 20 years in business. Golden Rule. PHC.com. That's Golden Rule. PHC.com. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Tuesday, June 30th. I'm Kelly Musher-Collins. The Diocese of Des Moines, in conjunction with the Departments of Hispanic Ministry and Young Catholics of the Diocese, is hosting a virtual online prayer event tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. with Bishop Johnson. Join us on the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page and pray virtually with the bishop and others for an end to racial injustice while highlighting some of our saints. That's tomorrow evening from 6 to 7 p.m. During these unprecedented times, the Diocese of Des Moines will continue offering spiritual resources and information. Visit dmdiocese.org coronavirus to learn more. The Emmaus House continues to offer spiritual opportunities during this time of social distancing. They are a centering prayer group Wednesdays at noon, also a guided prayerful meditation online Fridays at noon, and reflection on our experiences online Saturdays 10 to 11.30 a.m. Just visit theemmaushouse.org to learn more. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid is provided by Dream Dirt. Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Dream Dirt Auctioneers are PRI and CAI certified professional farm marketers and have trained to understand the strategy behind a successful auction or sale. We work to reduce stress and risk for our customers and do not charge advertising fees. Learn more at DreamDirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services. Farm auctions done right. 515-257-7199.
Thank you to Blessing International for underwriting the show and all they do to support us here at Iowa Catholic Radio, operating and managing vegetable farming, chicken farming, and fish farming initiatives, providing sustainable sources of food for their friends in Limpopo, South Africa, beginning in 2001 and continuing today. BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Gene Wells, let's go to her now, host of Straight Talk. Hey, Jane. Good morning, John. Good morning to you. What have we got coming up on the show today? Well, surprise, surprise, the legislative session actually ended. <laughs> so Tom Chapman will be joining me today, as he does every year, to do a recap of the things that, that passed, that we're happy about, things that didn't move forward, uh, the things that uh, that failed, we're going to look at some of the Supreme Court justice uh, recent decisions, all of those legal things that, you know, a lot of times people just get, you know, bored with what's going on in the government because it's a very tedious process, but it is the law of the land. So, you know, when things like uh, abortion becomes legal in Iowa by the act of, a, of the Supreme Court, you have to legislate things to get that undone. So we're going to talk about how far that Amendment for Life made it this year in this Iowa session. So that's Sounds one of the like things. you're going to be covering a lot of topics today. Gene Wells, host we of Straight will. Talk, and I have uh, Tom Chapman on 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the evening. If you miss it, friends, you can always check it out at the podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Talk to you soon, Gene. Have a great show. God bless. Thanks. All right. Uh, back to some of those quotes from St. Jose Maria Escriva, friends, and I wanted to get to a couple of them specifically this morning because I, th I think they're so good again uh, kind of piggybacking on what we were talking about in the first half hour to become a saint is not just to do all these miraculous things uh moving mountains and, and healing you know uh 10 000 people it is simply to do the holy in the ordinary to do what is holy or to practice holiness in the ordinary everyday moments of our life. And I think no one better than St. Jose Maria Escriva to be able to help us out or to be able to help us understand that than this. He says, quote, our Lord is calling us to sanctify the ordinary tasks of every day for the perfection of the Christian is to be found precisely there. Our Lord is calling us to sanctify the ordinary tasks of the every day for the perfection of the Christian is to be found precisely there. Again, sanctifying the ordinary every day. The moments that you have presented to you today, it's a matter of, are we going to be holy or are we going to turn away from God in those moments? And he's a saint for, I think, the everyday man or woman. You know, Because again, the most important thing you and I could ever do is to be holy in the next moment. That's by far the most important thing you and I can do today is to be holy when the opportunity arises in the very next moment and to choose that. Of course, with the aid of grace, God, this isn't something that we kind of muster up or we're strong enough to be able to do. This isn't a self-help sort of lifestyle. It is a dependent, fully dependent on God kind of lifestyle, a trustful surrender to God's divine providence. And the grace enacted in that then makes us holy. It allows us to be able to choose holiness. Of course, St. Jose Maria Escriva was a, a big, big proponent of the rosary. The Holy Rosary is a powerful weapon. He said, use it with confidence and you will be amazed at the results. 
Even if you can't pray a full rosary, friends, pray a decade of the rosary today. Today. Not just down the line. Don't just wish it to happen. But even if you, you can't pray the full one, or maybe you think you don't have time, pray a decade of the rosary. What does it take? Three to five minutes? Uh, a, specific, um, a specific mystery maybe hang on to? I know I have my favorites when I just go for the decade. But pray a decade of the rosary today. As he said, you're going to be amazed at the results. This is where God works. Don't judge without having heard both sides. Even persons who think themselves virtuous very easily forget this elementary rule of prudence. Yeah. I think in today's world, this is a good one for all of us. Stop judging. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a big one for, for, for you and me. Instead, start loving. Mother Teresa would say this often. If I spent all my time judging, I wouldn't have any time to love. Compromise is a word found only in the vocabulary of those who will know who have no will to fight. Hmm. We fight for holiness. We fight for God in our world today. Sadness and uneasiness grow in proportion to the time you waste, he said. When you feel a holy impatience to use every minute, you will be filled with joy and peace because you will not be thinking about yourself. How much of those times or those minutes today will we waste? And I think this is important for all of us to be able to, it happened to me, it happens to you. Instead, we use that time that God gives us as that gift, as a gift. Do we see it as that? St. Jose Maria Escriva, pray for us today. A few quotes for your everyday pursuit of the virtuous life and holiness. I wanted to get to this a couple days ago, but I wasn't able to do it, or a few days ago. Um, Jenna Candace put together a really good piece on 11 obscure saints during the month of June. Um, I, I wasn't able to get to the full thing, but you can go to Epic Pew com to be able to find it. It was really excellent. If you love learning about the saints as I do, or love learning about those who uh, those saints that maybe aren't as well known, this is going to be the, the the piece for you. And a few of them, of course, you got Saint Ephraim, you got Saint Gazel, excuse me, Gazelin, you've got Saint Olympius, a bishop who was dedicated to arguing against the heresy of Arianism, and a staunch defender of Saint Athanasius. His feast day was uh, June 12th. Saint Alice, patroness of the blind and the paralyzed. Uh, she entered the Cistercian monastery at a young age, but then contracted leprosy and had to be isolated. She died in 1250, and devotion to her was approved by Pope Pius X in 1907. So you see the time frame there. 1250 was when she died. Pope Pius approved devotion to her. 1907, her feast day was June 15th. St. Juliana, uh, she's the patroness of bodily ills, sick people and sickness. I think this might be a good time to be able to pray to St. Juliana in everything that we're facing right now with the coronavirus. Uh, Consider to be one of the founders of the Servite nuns, along with her uncle Alexis. The Servites are dedicated to prayer and good works. Her feast day was June 19th. St. Salvius, uh, he was a Benedictine bishop and missionary who served in France. A mission in 768, murdered, and his body was buried and later found. Feast day was June 26, and St. Libert, Bishop of Cambria, he was uh, in France, 1054. After um, a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, he built the church and monastery of the Holy Sepulchre. After that, he was exiled and persecuted. His feast day was June 23rd. So there you have it. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. We'll be back on tomorrow, live outside of the Mercy One studio. Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, 
protector of all who hope in you. Bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I am John Linetti, back on tomorrow. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you known We lift your name on high Shine like the sun Make darkness run and hide We know we were made for so much more Father's heart Into the world we're reaching out To show them who you are So living water flowing through God we thirst for more of you Fill our hearts and flood our souls With one desire Just to John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.